entrepreneurs on the move. Reshaping lives for a better tomorrow. What's going on? My name is Stephen Knight, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Speak and discuss. 
But uh, it was, it was definitely an experience. Then I went outside, did that. Then I went um that night later that night I went to this club. It was a huge club, and they have like four or five different rooms, different things. They karaoke in one room, party and dance in different rooms. It was it was fun, a lot of fun. I got to do that. Uh, really get to see more of Houston. Um, and so that was a lot of fun. Is this your last week? This is my last week. I'll be back in, in the A on Friday. So, um, you know, I get to hang out with you and our friends and other people. And I definitely have a good time. So but it was it's been a, it's been an amazing you know, a lot of a lot of experiences. You know, I met some really good people. So we met you. <laughs> yeah, I miss y'all. I miss y'all. I can't wait to do that. And I was uh-huh. seeing you this past weekend, uh, for lunch. Or the weekend yeah. before. So. That was awesome. Well, but enough about uh, my, uh, you know, I was talking about you, Miss um, Parker, when we were um, putting together this show because I know you're doing a lot of research and I see your post on Facebook about happiness and um, getting past, you know, getting past your past, really, you know. Right. And so Anil Gupta, you know, that's what he specializes in. So I'm inter- curious to hear what he's going to give us tonight in terms of, um, you know, the kind of services he offers and dedicate his life to helping people, you know, break those, break the bondage and want to have your life. So I, I figured you'd be interested in that. Very much so. I'm very, very, very excited to hear what he has to say. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, Chike, I know Adam's out tonight. What's going on with you, Chike? What's up, good people? How are you? Hey, Chike. Good, so good. How are you? What's up, Miss Parker? I'm good. Hey. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, had a good weekend. I only checked out one movie, though. Uh, it was all about the World War Z. I don't know if anybody else ever saw that trailer before it came out. I've been looking out for this movie for a whole year, and I'm glad it's finally out. Brad Pitt. Okay. And Zombie. You can't uh-huh. get better than that. You can't get better than that. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, Brad and Zombie. It was pretty much more of a viral movie than a zombie movie. background typing? I can't hear you. So there's some background noise. Is someone back there typing in the background? <laughs> no. I, I think that that's um, our boss's line. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but pretty much Brad Pitt and Zombie. Um, like I said, it wasn't so much about zombies as it was viral. Um, an outbreak of rabies gets out, and it's like the craziest strain ever. It's like you can count 12 seconds, and then you're part of the assimilation of crazy people. And ironically enough, the movie generated in Philadelphia, so it was scary to me. It was very plausible. <laughs> and I work in the medical field, and I've seen some things, so it's you know, it kind of hit for me. So I urge you to check that out if you're into that sort of thing. Definitely a good movie. Brad Pitt never, never, ever fails. Um, we normally talk about the movies upcoming. Um, this movie's already out, but I definitely want to take thing one and thing two to go to that, and it's Monsters. I don't know if anybody else watches cartoons, but I'm into the tunes. I will be taking thing one and thing two to go see Monsters. Check that out. The last one was pretty funny. So, Monsters, you, I got a seat in the theater. 
Parker. Can you hear me? You're going in and out a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what the, I don't know if it's my connection or what. I'm sorry. But that's all I have for you this week. Oh, and I did do the comeback thing on Friday. Um got the chance to meet up with friends of the show, Deanna Williams, and check out um I am three meters. I saw that. Comeback. I saw that. Yeah. 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 Even um, I, I, I think about you in times of stuff like that because I so wish that you could be here. Like I know, to, right? To get your foot in some of this music culture here. I actually had an opportunity to meet Carol Riddick for the first time and okay. talk to her about coming on the show. So she's definitely coming aboard. I so well, wish you were there. I mean, we'll have to get you up here in the Philly scene. Well, I need to um, definitely uh, come up there, you know, and spend some time so we can do some do some events together. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. All right. Well, as always, Chike, uh, thank you for your hard work, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week, okay? All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Chike. Hey, Ron. Miami Heat. They did it. I told you. I'm about to put y'all. I'm about to put y'all on mute. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Miss Parker. I told y'all though. Seven games. I knew it. Seven games. Great series. The Spurs had it. They had their chance. They and had they, it. Lost it. Had it on yeah. Tuesday. Had it and on they, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. They messed up. But, oh, Miss Parker, the um, Boston Bruins, you know, maybe they can uh, win win a championship. You never know. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're you going to go there, huh? I'm just, I, I mean, hey, something, you know, something, you know. The hot so myself, my Celtics being um, disassembled as we speak. They are just breaking them apart piece by piece, man. And they're. And they're about to get rid of the head of the beast. Doc Rivers is going to be a Clippers fan. That's why he's on the, uh, the Clippers. I'll be a Clippers fan. Yes. yes. Oh, wow. Yes, Doc Rivers, which, you know, this is actually a first for me. I've never really heard of a coach, you know, um, being, quote, unquote, I guess, traded. Like, well, what had happened was that um, uh, it was, okay, supposed to have been Kevin – Garnett and Doc Rivers were uh, were um, going to go to the um, Clippers for um, I believe um, Nate Griffin was part of the mix or, or something. But anyway, that that fell through. But some kind of way the um, the um, Clippers were still um, able to get Doc Rivers. So looks like he's going to be the um, next coach for the LA Clippers. I was actually reading something that said that he was the first coach to ever be involved in kind of a trade like that. He's uh, actually trade, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an actual trade. Yeah, it's <laughs> unprecedented. This is the first time. This they, is, have even, they have to check to see if it was even legal. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is going to change the the um the uh, face of um head coaching now. Not only in the in in the NBA, but the NFL, baseball. I mean, this is going to this is. This is new. This is so new, different, amazing, yeah. crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about coaches being involved in trades, though. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Definitely, it's a great coach and right. well deserved, but really. Yeah, no, just a lot, a lot, a lot. Yo, Jay Z is certified as an as an NBA player agent. Wow. Yes, Jay Z just. He gonna get his money. 
JD yeah. just has his hands in like so many different um, baskets, man. Like, now, dude is. Now is he a team owner? Partial owner. Now he's an agent, Lord. Now, now wow. he's an agent. Just getting checks, checks after checks after long, checks. Please. You know, <laughs> money. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Go, but just cool. Hey, more power to Jay Z. Good job. Oh, now did you hear about Scotty Pippen? He, I did. He was in a fight. Yeah. Yeah. With a fan. <laughs> yeah. At a. Uh, yeah. He he was in a fight at a um, parking lot at a L.A. sushi bar. Well, it was in in Malibu, and um, Scotty got the best of him. Scotty sent the guy to the ho- hospital. Like Scotty, pretty much beat him, beat the guy down. Yeah. So. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm like, okay, all right, Scotty Pippen. Like he's he's like, don't please do not let the uh, six championship rings and the forty plus year old age fool you. I can still throw right. down. So exactly, big exactly. big ups to Scotty Pippen on on that <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> big up. he started it. <laughs> right, right. That's crazy. People will um will on uh, will on uh, try you definitely. People will definitely try you. Um. Let's see what else I'm going to talk about real quick. Uh, Wimbledon, has has anybody been um, watching that? Late? Has it even started yet? I don't think it started yet. Or yes. I yes, think it started. Yeah, it actually has because Rafael Nadal got upset already. Miss Parker, wow. he's out. He's out. Gone. Did he yep. He's out. He got, he, wow. he got beat. He got beat. Wow. So. Already, huh? Already out, yeah. They, you know, sad. Yeah, he was staying on top of his game. Okay, okay. It's always like uh, faster waiting to get you, so. Exactly. Right. Trying to get the place. Right. Exactly. Uh, see, um, I want to talk about LeBron James for a minute, real quick. Right. LeBron James is an amazing talent. Watching this this final, I am a believer. I I, I I'm I'm in 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 awe. This brother is a true talented man. He can play ball with the best of them. I mean, he could give Magic Johnson, Jordan, all of them a true run for the money. Even if he was playing back then, he I mean he's he's good. He's a really gifted um, player. He is so. I'm not saying that he's better than than Jordan, but to me, he's definitely on that level. Like he's definitely in the talks. He's in the room with Jordan and and um, Kobe and Magic and all that, Larry Bird and all of them. He's definitely in the room with them. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna just let this one pass. Let's roll. You, okay. <laughs> just on the, I'm just. I mean. I mean. I'm, He's in a room. He's he's a good enough player. But there are some certain skills that he does not have that would allow him to be mentioned with or Jordan or you know a Magic. Like back oh, then, right, 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 right. Yeah. Nobody went out to seek a team that had three superstars just to win a championship. Then Absolutely. Those guys, those guys built those other men up to be good enough. So, so there's a leadership skill that's locking. I think he's getting better at it, that's for sure. 
But there's just certain things that, you know, of course he's a good player. He's, he he came out of high school, of course. That's not even going to be debate. But and see, um, yeah, and see, Miss Parker, you, you're absolutely right because the um, the uh, one thing to me that's that's actually knocking him from being, you know, with Jordan on the same stage with Jordan or 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 um, sitting in in the in the same table as Jordan is the fact that he had to leave his team to go to someone else's team in order to win the championship. Jordan never right. did that. They um, mm-hmm. built the um, the uh, championship teams around Jordan. They uh, built the uh, championship teams around Magic Johnson. You know, those guys didn't leave. They stayed there, and 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 the teams were um, pretty much, like I said, built around them. LeBron, if he would have just stayed stayed in Cleveland, and and if he would have won back to back championships in Cleveland, then I I would definitely say absolutely he's he's in the same table. He's sitting down with them on. On on the same table, but the fact that he had to leave and have these other players to come I in mean, and it could have been yeah. an age because he was younger than than both of those players at the time, so right. it could have been an age thing. But who knows? Right, right. Absolutely. Well, he's definitely he's definitely holding his own in this generation. We can definitely. Oh, have I mean, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. absolutely, absolutely. When you go oh. back to those '90s players, Magic, Jordan. Larry Bird, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you, Hakeem Olajuwon, you, and all them, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. That is true. Oh, one more thing, Lolo Jones, Lolo, please, Lolo, sit down. Track is not your thing anymore. <laughs> I don't know if y'all watched the um the um U.S. I mean, yeah, um, even the Olympics. I'm like, child, sit down somewhere. Right. I'm like enough is enough, y'all. Oh, I'm not, like she didn't win anything. She didn't come. In, she didn't place at all in the Olympics. Nothing, right? I'm like. Don't get uh, paid promotion and promotion. You should be happy. Somebody ain't still paying you. Miss Bright, I'm I'm telling you. I'm I'm like, is she just picked just because she's somewhat attractive? Because I'm like, there are plenty of good-looking girls that that can run. This girl cannot. She she is not good. She's this is not her sport. She's not good, but you know she got that. She's not good. She got that look that you know, at the the mainstream media. You know, so it's all about it's all about campaign and who they think sells stuff. But she needs to sit down somewhere. She sit down, yeah. I didn't even watch the video. I just read like a little clip. I mean, I was like, oh yeah, I saw it. I mean, she got smoked. She got smoked, and she actually came in. I think fourth or fifth. Fifth place. It, it wasn't even. Okay, I'm like, did you see it after she got smoked or whatever? One of her sponsors sent her a check, and after taxes, the check was seven hundred and forty-seven thousand dollars or something like that. What? And she made a video going off about that's all I get. Wow. Wow. Yeah. She. Yeah. She needs to go somewhere. Go sit down. She really does. Yeah. Yeah. She. She. She definitely needs to go sit down. But um, that's pretty much all in sports. Oh, and I, I want to know if um, you all are going to talk about Paula Dean at all. If, of if course. So, I can't. Okay, cool. I'm all, all ears. And Janera, I would say you can definitely Janera's not into um, on tonight. So go to dot com for her updates. But um. Right, Miss Parker, it's all yours. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. A Ron Cosby, A R O N C O S B Y. Have a good week.
and talk stay about on. next week. Yes, sir. Stay on and try me on that Paula Dean thing. I want to hear your opinion. Yeah, that's, that's what I want. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Paula Dean, okay. All right, yeah. this is my thing. Um, how can I put it? What she did, like, was, it, you know, I, because you know, I'm, I'm kind of, okay. People, I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to talk about this off, um, off the record. Well, let me, let me go ahead and. This is what I say. All about recipe Paula Dean cooking for y'all. She learned from the mammies.
where black people dress up as slaves and they have weddings. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, that, was that, that, that was crazy. Yeah, that I, was crazy. Right. So, I, so that's my thing because she said she's trying to learn from this experience and she wants people to forgive her. And yeah, she should be forgiven, but it's not going to come easy because she's still justifying her actions. I did this because, you know what I mean? Right. And saying I was wrong. And she said she thought the whole wedding plantation wedding thing is a great way of educate you know of educating people on back then how people live. And 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 yeah. She done bumped her head. I, yeah. I was just black, black women black women dressed up too. What? Too much butter. I'm telling y'all, she's been cooking with uh, too much butter for all these years, and it's finally popped up in her brain. Something. All those recipes have been passed down by our ancestors. From and big mamas, from uh, black mammies and uh, big mamas. And, right. And, you know, right. it's really interesting where this is had that her family owned slaves. So, you know, that's I'm all sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, all her and, recipes that, that she has stole anyway. So, y'all gonna spend your money out there if y'all want to. I'll call your grandma. I've actually been to her restaurant, um, Lady and Friends down in Savannah. You ain't going to see me now. I'm not going anymore. Right, but I've been there twice. And I'm telling y'all, her her, um, chefs and cooks are black. I've seen them. So so all that good chicken and everything, black black people cooking that. They're cooking it. So. Y'all heard it here first, if y'all didn't know America or the world.
four years ago, I was at the end of my life. I wanted to commit suicide. I, I'd lost wow. everything that I worked for for the last 35, 40 years. Wow. And it was an immensely painful time for me. And I had two choices, whether to do it or not to do it. And mm. two people intervened, my wife and a very good friend of mine. And I said to my wife, look, honey, I've lost everything. She says, she said to me, no, you haven't. I said, what are you talking about? She says, you still have me. You still have the kids. And wherever you go, we'll go. Wow. And I realized then that happiness is a choice. Mm-hmm. And whatever you choose at that moment is what you get. So if I chose that I had nothing left, I had nothing left. If mm-hmm. I focused on, and this is a great thing for your listeners, what you focus on is what you get. If you focus on what you have instead of what you don't have, your life will change immediately. Your circumstances may not change, but the way you look at it will change immediately. And wow. that's what people want. You know, when, when you're in the depths of despair, you need something there and then and now. You, you don't want any anyone preaching at you or telling you that's the way it should be. You want to feel right. it now. Right. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And that's an amazing story. What do you think, in your opinion, prevents people from being able to think that way, to uh, make the choice to be happy? Well, the thing is, and this this is a fundamental problem in our society. We're never taught how to be happy. We're never taught how to be successful. We're never taught how to reach fulfillment. And it's scandalous that we're never told, look, if you want to reach fulfillment, do these three things. It's shameful, to be honest, that we're never guided in this manner. And mm-hmm. and there's simple steps. It's not rocket science. It's very, very simple. Right, right. So what are, what are some basic things that you can tell our listeners um, tonight? If you have someone out there now who has just been in a, stu- a stoop for a long time and is trying to get that happiness in their life, they don't even know where to turn. What, what advice would you give? Okay, let me give you several tips. I, I've already given you some. First one is what you focus on is what you get. So if you focus on your life is not working, that your relationship isn't working, that's what you're going to get. Right. If you work, if you change that round and focus on what part of your relationship is working, what part of your life is working, change your focus, you change your life. What you focus on is what you get. It's incredibly powerful. Yeah. That's one step. Second step. Focus on what you can be grateful for. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. You know, we, we live in a world, we live in a country where we have freedom. So that, that's a big thing. We, we're not being bombarded by missiles. We're not uh, in the midst of uh, torrential disease or uh, an epidemic or uh, anything like that. So that's something to be grateful for. Be grateful for your nails. Imagine you didn't have nails. How painful would that be? Imagine you have no fingers. All these things, your hair, your eyes, your teeth, your nose, your ears, the mm-hmm. air that we breathe. Be grateful. The quality of your life is dependent on the quality of the gratitude that you have in that life. Wow. I totally agree. You know, I, I've i been in um, out here in Houston. I live in Atlanta, but I've been in Houston working on this project at one of the hospitals out here, and you know, you go through the ICUs and the um, ERs and you see people, you know, hooked up to these machines, you know, in vegetative states. And it really does make you feel, um, you know, blessed and and happy to not be in that circumstance. 
So I think, like you said, be thankful for what you do have. You know what I mean? You may not have all the money in the world. You may not have certain things of being happy for what you do have because it could always be worse, and that's what I believe. Yeah, and when you focus on the gratitude, also you don't have. Yeah. You know, I, I was I was at Sam's the other day, and the the, the attendant was in a wheelchair. He had no legs, mm-hmm. and you know, people don't talk uh, to people like that. But I do. I said, you know, hey guy, what's what's up? And he was smiling. I said, hey, why are you so cheerful? He said, oh, I, I've got to tell you a funny story. And then, you know, he he was telling me about a man who wanted to sit next to him, and he said, oh, can I sit down? And and he said to the man, I wouldn't sit down. I sat down three years ago, and I couldn't get up. And he made a joke of it. Right. So he was yeah. focusing on what he had. He had his sense of humor. Why not use it? It it really doesn't matter. Wherever you are in life, just change your focus. Be grateful. In that instance, in, in that instant you've become grateful, you're filled with joy. Wow. You, you know, I um I was having a conversation with a friend of mine just last week and I'm on your website, I know Gupta Inspires dot com. Um mm-hmm. and you have a you have an entry about gratitude for your parents. Let me ask you a question. If you have a strained relationship with your parents, um how, how can you be how can you feel that gratitude towards them and why is that important? Okay. This, again, what you focus on is what you get, okay? Mm-hmm. How did you become Stephen? Right. Tell me, how did you become Stephen? I think through my experiences, the way I was raised, and yeah, the choices. Who, who, who brought you here? Oh, my parents. Yeah, they gave you the ultimate yeah. gift. No matter what they've done to you, it, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter what they've done to you, what you feel that they've done to you. You can still feel gratitude. You, you don't, if, they, if they've hurt you physically or mentally or whatever, you, you can still hold on to that if you want to, but no matter what, they gave you life. Mm. That's the greatest gift the great they can give you. Yeah. yeah. And another thing we ha- all have to learn is that we are causing the matter. Whatever happens to us, we caused it. Yeah. We're in charge. It's our life. We choose how I run it, how we run it. It's no use blaming wow. someone, oh, he did that to me, or my parents did this, or I wasn't loved, or... That's fine, but you have to move on. You you asked a question on a, on another um, entry from last year, and it says one phone. It's called one phone call, and you asked the question: If you had one hour to live, who would you call? What would be your yeah. answer to that? I, I I would call my father. Hmm. Friends. And then why is that? Because my father is the most important person in my life. You know, I, I for many, many years, I used to make him wrong. I, I used to think, oh, he's, there's something wrong with him. He's not, he's too gentle. He, people take advantage of him. Uh-huh. I said, Dad, look, you know, what's going on with that? And he said, son, you may think they're taking advantage of me, but it gives me immense pleasure. Wow. I, I didn't know that. So once you realize that it gives him immense pleasure... Whether people take advantage of him, it's, it, it's immaterial, but it gives him immense pleasure. Wow. And we learn a lesson because we don't communicate with our parents. We don't communicate with our children. Once you communicate at a deeper level and you become part of the other person, you sit in their place and you think, I understand that. 
I know mm. how you feel. Then our relationships wouldn't be strained. You know, I, the mother, the father-son relationship, the mother-daughter relationship in my seminars is one that comes up because the, the child always complains about the parent. And I said, look, when, the, when your parent was around, it was a different world. They didn't have what you'd have. They were in constant fear of not being able to live, not being able to eat. They, don't, they didn't have your education. They gave up everything so that you could have an education. And the way they showed love is not by hugging you because that, that didn't happen in those days. Your father would always do things for you. That's how they showed love. Right. Once they realized that, they said, oh, yeah, my dad's always doing stuff for me. I said, yes, that's how he knows to show love. He doesn't know how to hug. Wow, so you're saying that the actions, and people say this actions speak louder, so the actions, not the act of hugging you, but the act of him working hard to get you certain things or to provide for you, that was his way of showing love. Yeah, that's his way, because he knew no other way. Right, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. Well, let's, let's go back to your book, um, Immediate Happiness, uh, Be Happy Now Using Practical Steps with Intimate Proven Results. And you can get that on Kindle um, edition or the um, paperback. Now, first of all, I want to congratulate you for making the top of the Amazon bestseller. Congratulations on that. Uh, um, I'm so excited. It really does yeah. change people's lives. Yeah. And, you know, and when, it, when I believe from that, that's an example of when you're putting out good into the world, it comes back on you. So I'm glad that that's getting out there so everyone can hear. And hopefully uh, being on tonight will also, you know, increase that um, that audience. Um, so you, I know in the book you cover numerous challenges that people face every day from uh, what, creating healthy relationships, creating a, abundance, creating wealth, motivation, inspirational insights, and um, moving past fears, and um, the list goes on. How important... And I think this is kind of, people call it a dumb question, but I think it's important because we don't always see it, about creating healthy relationships. Because when you have a bunch of people around you who aren't necessarily bringing value or substance to your life, why is it so important to have those healthy relationships? And and, And define what your opinion of a healthy relationship is. A healthy relationship to me, is where you get some contribution from the other partner or friend. Right. Uh-huh. So I, I, this is a great, great question. I ask, I, I do this uh, 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 exercise in my seminars. I ask people to write down the people they spend time with. Next, next to that, I, I write them, I ask them to write down how many hours a week they spend time with. Then I ask them to grade their friends. Give someone at grade A if, if they move, touch, stimulate, motivate, encourage them. Give them a grade B if, if, they, if they, you know, they're okay, but sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but they're okay, you know, they're, they're not too bad. And a grade C for people who suck the energy out of them, who take their time and energy and give nothing back. Mm. So, and I, and I ask you, look, if you have any Cs, cut them out of your life. Yeah. Just cut them out of your life, unless you can bring them up to a B quickly or up to an A quickly. But the reason you spend time with C's is because you feel good, because you feel right. as though you're helping someone, but they're sucking the life out of you. 
you are who you spend time with. So mm. that one exercise will make a big difference to you. Wow. And, yeah. and the quality of our life is deep, it's really, it's got nothing to do with how much money you have. I coach the richest people on the planet. And you know the biggest problem they have? They need someone to play with. Because they, they have all the time in the world, but they don't have anyone to play with. Wow. So and, and you hear so rich, much. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, being rich doesn't mean you're happy. It means that you have less people to play with. And you don't know who your friends are because are they after your money or are they after something else? You don't know. Yeah. So I, I know, you know, this is how I define richness or wealth. It's your possession-less self. Whatever you have, when you take away all your possessions, that's how I define wealth. What do you have left? Right. I, I get that. I get so that. So your relationships, uh, your friends, uh, your self-esteem, your self-worth, the difference that you make, your strength, your physique, your body. If you, that's what you have left, and that's who you are. That's your wealth. No one can take that away from you. Well, I ask um, each each day on uh, Facebook. We ask what is um, we ask the question of the day, and um, in correlation with tonight's show, I asked what is the key to being happy. What what to you is the key to being happy? The key to being happy is to be at one with yourself. You know. Mm. Uh, but let me tell you the three pathways to fulfillment. This, this, this will help your listeners a lot. So if, if, okay. if they're ready, I'll tell you the first pathway. If you do this, absolutely guarantee you'll, you'll be a, a step or ten steps away from happiness into fulfillment. Fulfillment is the highest level that you can possibly get. That's when you're filled with joy. Yeah. Okay, if you do these three things, step one, you have to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Physically, mentally, and spiritually. As children, we, we did that stuff. You know, we, 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 we were taught, we were guided, nurtured, looked after. You know, it was massive growth. As we stopped going to school and college, and we got into our routine of work, we stopped growing. We stopped going to the gym. We stopped reading books. We stopped our emotional content, our spiritual content. We became comfortable, became complacent. So you have to grow. Absolute must. Whatever you do, you have to grow. I agree. Second, second, give. Give your time, your energy, your love, your commitment, your passion, your gift. Give yourself. And give money if you have money. But you have to give. Without wanting any, just give. Without wanting anything in back, in return. Yeah. Just give, 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 give. Give because you can. Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't have to be money. It can be ten minutes or twenty minutes or talking to someone who's lonely. That's forgiving. Mm. Paying for someone's coffee. That's giving. Yeah. yeah. Helping. That's giving. Smiling wow. at someone. That's giving. Acknowledging them, saying thank you, that was very kind of you to serve me. Or you have beautiful hair, or you have beautiful eyes. That's giving. Brighten someone's day, giving. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the third thing, will... if you do this, if you do this third thing, is be grateful for what you have, and not focus. Do those three things. I promise you, Stephen, you will be filled with joy. I agree. I agree. So I know you're doing a lot. Um, where can people catch up with you? Um, I know that you you do um, motivational speaking, and and you obviously have your book out. Where where can people get in touch with uh, with you? My, my the best way is to email me. Uh, my email is Anil A N I at Anil L Gupta G U P T A inspires dot com. Um, and I have a very special offer for uh, all of your listeners. I have a DVD set, and if you email me with the name Stephen, I will keep it at half price. Wow. I promise you profound change. And if, if for any reason it doesn't give you profound change, send it back to me. I'll give you a full refund. I have two events coming up. One's in Orlando on July the 13th, and the other one's in New York City on July the 27th. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for taking the time and, and just inspiring and motivating us all. I think that it's always important to have um, to have this kind of dialogue, you know, because so, much, so many people are going through so much and they don't know where to turn. So thank you for your time, and uh, you have a great night, okay? All right. Thank you, Stephen. I enjoyed that very much. I did. Thank you. All right. Take care. We'll be right back after this with Phil Thornton. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. After graduating from Norfolk State University in 2003, Phil Thornton moved to New York and started Bright Star Entertainment, a management consultant firm which represented an array of talent, including R&B Group 112, Little Mo, and other chart-topping recording artists and producers. Currently, Thornton represents all of the 1021 uh, music clients from Faith Evans, Michelle Williams, Kenny Lattimore, Jessica Reedy, and Tristan Wilde. He went on to produce hit shows such as I Married a Baller, Famous People, Lisa Ray, The Real McCoy, and the hit show R&B Divas. Please help me welcome to the show, Phil Thornton. Welcome. So are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I'm good. Thank you. I've heard so many good things about you, so it's good to. Oh, I know we had always to... good. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> it's always good coming to after good things being said. No, it's, it's been a pleasure. I know we've been trying to make this work for some time. Right. So thank, thank you again for having me. Thank you so much. No, thank you. I know you're a busy man, so um, it's definitely our pleasure. Now. Um, where are we going? You know, when did you decide that this was the first of all? You went to Norfolk State University, which I didn't go there. I went to Virginia State, but it's all VA, so okay, that's absolutely. all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Virginia originally, so. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I am so I'm from uh, Richmond. Okay. So, yeah, I'm from Norfolk originally, and then I went to high school in Virginia Beach, but that's my stomping ground. Seven five seven. 
Tide Water. Tide Water. Yeah, yep. Tide Water. Hampton Roads. So, so when did you get this love and 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 decide this is the industry you wanted to work in? Uh, when I was at the age of about, I mean, I really knew it when I turned really eleven or twelve, but I knew really young. When I say really, I knew really, really at a young age that I would do something in entertainment. I always had a fascination with, you know, television, music, radio. Just I just didn't know where I would go. But at 12, I would say it really hit me, and that's when I had my first internship at 12 with a wow. radio station, uh, WOWI, which is um, at the time was a uh, independently owned radio station. Um, it was the number one station in the market, but it was the number one station. It was an urban station that later was acquired by Clear Channel. But, yeah, that was – so I would say that was that defining moment when I realized, you know what, I want to do something in this space. And I was, yeah, 12. Okay. And so what what was the first step you took um, to, well, I know you have Bright Star Entertainment. What, what was the first step you took towards making that dream a reality? Wow. Uh, I, I definitely would say the internship there, you know, while we, I called the um, midday personality at the time. Her name was Candy Eastman. She's a jock out in Houston now and, just again persuaded my way to get a station tour, which evolved uh, eventually into a internship. And at 15, my follow-up, my second internship was with Arista, which was at its peak um, at that time with the Bad Boy label and the LaFave. Yeah. And you know, I, I did that for some years, and I met a lot of the artists that some which I still communicate with to this day, a lot, you know, Faith Evans, who I did R&B Divas with and managed uh, yeah. some time ago. So, but um, that was my second internship. And then in college, I just kind of kept the grind and kept moving and I started managing artists and producers and, you know, just that's how I segued, you know, after graduation into creating Bright Star and managed, um, you know, Little Mo and worked a lot with 112 and various producers at that time. So I would say, yeah, those are the steps. That was kind of the condensed down, you know, radio edit. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's right, right, right. That's <laughs> that point, so. Well, we all know it's a cutthroat industry. How have you been able to have the success you you know, you you've you've had and, and keep continuing down that path. You know what, man? Uh, just operating from an integral standpoint. I always like to treat people the way I want to be treated. Do good business. People think that you have to be cutthroat to be in this business. I I have found that I can do, you know, great business. You know, really honest business, and still make my money and do what I need to do and accomplish my goals and get credited properly. So. You know, some people feel like you have to kind of just take something. It's enough money and enough pie, I like to tell people, for us all. So, yeah, I, right. I don't, you know, that, that's just always been my mindset. And just I believe that what goes around comes around and what you put out is what you get back. So I always like to put out really good energy and really do right by people in the deals when I'm partnering with people. And sometimes things work out and sometimes things don't. But I still like to – I'm big on relationships, man. That's a really, right. really, really big thing with me. So because you never know – who lands where? Who would have thought that an intern, you know, at 12 years old, being myself, would be at this seat? Like, for those people. So I remember all those people that were nice to me, who helped me along the way, who gave me great advice and insight. So, um, but, yeah, I would say the relationships um, have kind of helped me in business and just, you know, having integrity and just doing right by people. So how did you make the transition into um, to television? Man, how did I do that? Um <laughs> I would say 2005, 
Bob, a buddy of mine, Datari Turner, who is still a good friend of mine, he was, had did a show for BET called The Ultimate Hustler. It was a show with mm-hmm. Damon Dash, and it was kind of like an apprentice-style show that Datari right. had created, produ- executive produced, so forth, with BET. And he was just, I was just so intrigued by him doing television because Datari had a modeling background. Datari did a lot of great models. He's a Ford model uh, who done a lot of modeling, but this was his first foray into television. So I was fascinated, like, wow, like, yo, DT is really doing a damn thing. Like, he's got a TV show. Like, yo, so he and I just had been friends for years at that point. I said, yo, why don't we try to sell some shows together? Me always just trying to just do something new and different and just, you know, trying to think outside the box. But I've always been fascinated with television and film. So he, you know, he was like, yo, let's do it. Like, what you got? So we had an idea for this show. Uh, well, actually, no, he had an idea for the show called I Married a Baller. And uh-huh. I said, well, you know what? Why don't we try to get Tamia and her husband, Grant Hill, like, you know, she's an athlete wife. And this was before the whole athlete wife craze, before basketball wives and football wives. And, you know, long story short, we had a, a couple meetings with Tamia and Grant and all was well. And then some things kind of didn't work out in the end. So we ended up going with uh, another couple being Todd and Eddie George, which was a great mm-hmm. couple to, to go yeah. with. And so that was, I, we sold that show to TV one back in 2006. And so that was my first kind of steps into the TV world. But I would definitely say Datari, man, Datari showed me the ropes and kind of schooled me onto how to, you know, the TV world, how it's similar, but yet different to the music side. And just, again, it was definitely learning on the job because, again, I had never produced up until that point. So, literally, we sold a show to a network. And I know they're probably like, now nah, I can say it now because it's so many years past and I've produced other shows. But we didn't know. At least I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I was, you know, <laughs> producing. I was a music supervisor. And just, you know, it was a lot at that time. But, we wow. made it through. It did well for the network. It was their first reality show at the time. So it was, again, we, you know, we made history in that. And just Taj went on to do Survivor. And as you know, she's now part of the yeah. SWV show, which is premiering in the fall on another network. So, again, it's just, you uh-huh. know, but, yeah, it's all good. So you did, so you, you uh, managed artists, you did television, and then you decided you want to get into music publishing. You, you I, put yeah, your hands everything. I mean, it, it seems like when I look at my resume, I'm like, I'm a bit of a schizophrenic. <laughs> so, I, uh, it's you know, I, yeah, I, I just, I'm creative, love to write, love to just be creative. And, you know, I was working with various producers. And just, again, I, music, like I said, has always been in my veins. It's been in my blood. I know what a hit record sounds like. I, right. I just take it as a gift. And I don't know. So I'm creative. Like I said, I mean, what I do you know, my, my day job at E1 Music as a, as a VP of marketing, it requires a lot of, you know, creativity and writing and just ideas and, you know, thinking about right, the yeah. box. And that's just, you know, so it goes into the same breath of just songwriting. It's just being creative. All of this is being creative. Like R&B Divas is just creativity and helping these women deliver their storylines to the world. You know what I mean? So it's like right, it's just yeah. really about being creative in the process. So all of these things are, you know, that's the common denominator is the creativity. So, but yeah, billionaire worldwide music, the publishing. Wow, wow. And, and and let me just say that you work with Eminem, Bruno Mars, Chris Brown, Kelly Rowland, Jaheim. Yeah, just name it's been a blessing. It's truly a yeah. You have a very strong resume there, sir. <laughs> I'm trying, and I like getting those publishing checks too. So I want to keep it, I know keep it coming. <laughs> Shout out to my publisher Sony ATV and my my performance rights BMI. Man, I love getting those checks. Man, I tell you that. Yeah. So, but truly a blessing. I'm, I'm I'm eternally grateful, and I just even 
I have to. I don't know who the gentleman was who just was on before me. I got to research him, but he just some of the things he touched on, man, powerful, yeah. man. Just again, your faith. I just we could talk about, but that was yeah, very insightful. Just gave me a lot of great, you know, nuggets. And you know, while I was just, I'm like, man. So my faith, man. I just I'm grateful for it all. I don't take any of it for granted. I'm living the dream. This is. I feel like it's one day I'm just gonna wake up and like, okay, this is all right. Well, it was it was, it was a good dream, but I, it's because I love what I do. I really do. I love yeah. what I do. Yeah. And that, and that makes it so much worth it when you're able to get up to go to work every day and say, I can't wait to get to office or, you know, or, or take this conference call as opposed to, oh, Lord, i got to work today. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's great to have you on that someone who loves what they do, and, and, and I think your accomplishments thus far, are, are they show that, you know. Let me ask you, what is, uh, what's, what's coming up next for you? What are you working on? What am I working on? I'm working, um, we just wrapped R&B Divas Los Angeles, so I'm excited okay. about that. That I premiered July 10th. <laughs> I saw the trailer for that. Wow, that's all I can say. Yeah, <laughs> wow is all I can say. Imagine us shooting. Uh, I, I had the pleasure of dealing with the wonderful 13 ladies of R&B Divas between Atlanta Cats and L.A., right. and it was basically kind of on top of each other, the shooting, like kind of simultaneous. So, you know, again, it was a pleasure. But L.A., it, it will not disappoint. It's a great show, great cast. And um, it's uh, great television, so I'm excited. So that's definitely coming soon. And then I have an artist that I manage that's coming out uh, via Sony tomorrow. We're launching the single at radio. His name is Mac. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, Mac. And um, the first thing was called Own It. It was produced by Salam Remy and uh, co-written by Mac and Neo. So you will hear that starting. Uh, Funk Master Flex in New York has been burning it down like crazy. I've heard it. Several times while I was in New York the last few days, and he's been playing it literally several times a show. So thank you, Funk Master Flex. But this, this kid is incredible. He's going to be the next big thing in music. So that's definitely what's in my future. R&B Divas LA, Mac, Own It, and a few other joints coming from Mac very, very, very soon, as soon as tomorrow. <laughs> so, Thornton, thank you so much, man, for taking the time. Finally, great to be able to connect with you. Wish you nothing but continued success in the future. Uh, thank you, man. God bless you. I wish you continued success as well. Thank you so much for having me. All right. God bless. All right. Talk to you. Bye. All right. We'll be right back with Steven's Playlist. Tired of being tired? Then start a home business. No cold calling, no talking to friends or family for only $25. You can make full-time income with part-time efforts. Empower yourself. Over 49,000 members in less than eight months and growing. Visit us today. Go to www.EmpowerTrueWealth.com. Again, that's www.EmpowerTrueWealth.com. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Now it's time to go on to Stephen's Playlist. We receive music from people all over the country, one to be featured during this segment. Uh, each week we select artists. To play on our playlist, tonight our playlist features songs by both independent and major artists, including Chris Brown, Kelly Rowland, Miguel, and many more. Now, if you're interested in being featured on Stephen's playlist, please email us at the Stephen Knight Show at gmail.com. Attach one or two songs, your bio, and one or two promotional pictures. Remember, all songs must be edited for radio, meaning no cursing. We definitely look forward to hearing from you. Now, the first song is by John Legend featuring Ludacris entitled Tonight. Check it out and enjoy Stephen's playlist.
Telepathy, meet me up at the spot, I'll be sending over the chauffeur. Rich nigga, bread stay popping up like a toaster. Nobody come close to me and you together. Step under my umbrella, we'll make it through any weather. Except when I make it storm. Sex in the greatest form, then hibernate under my body. And yep, I keep it warm and in a chin chiller. You know I beat it up like the thriller in Manila. Flying my private jet to villas in Anguilla. Just throw you on a grill, that's cause seven days a week. You're my five-course Baby. meal for real.
Somebody's on your side of the bed track. And I didn't wanna have to take it there, but you play too much. So I guess it's in the game. E-A. And what am I supposed to say? I know you did me dirty, but we can make it work. I know you didn't mean to hurt me. I know we got our problems and he took away your worries. Let's just sit and talk about it over Nikki D's McClurry. One thing for hot damn certain. This plays a rap. You can go and close some curtains. And this is a mess. Starting with yourself first. I am dropping bad habits. Starting with the very worst. Now it's on to the next one. African American. Puerto Rican, Swedish, French lover, or a German. I'm really determined. All kinds of moves. Ever since we've been done, I've had so much to do. Putting his hands on me 
card in my empty bottle and yellow cap That you would like to catch cause your latest ex made you mad So I figured the perfect catch would be you if I made the pass Pool full of liquor then we die In it, knowing if I liquor I might die In it, then reincarnate as they fly Gymnast, just to flip my tongue on you This be your Olympics, That was Steven's playlist. Hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank my guests tonight. Um, shout out to Mr. Anil Gupta. Um, you know, it's all about, you know, ha- happiness is a choice. So choose to be happy. Pick up his book, Immediate Happiness, Be Happy Now, Using Practical Steps with Ultimate Proven Results. Go on Amazon. Um, there's a link on our Facebook page. So go on Amazon to, to uh, purchase the book. Uh, it will change your life. and I just encourage you all to uh, check it out. It, it made the Amazon bestsellers list, so that speaks for itself. Also, to Phil Thornton, we've been trying to get him on for a while. We've had some setbacks, but he was on tonight. Thank you so much for um, sharing all that you're doing, all that you've done, and inspire other moguls out there who are trying to get on the same path. And to you at home, I want to thank you again for checking us out, listening to us, and continue to spread the word. The Stephen Knight Show, coming back next week, another brand-new show. And uh, have a great week. God bless.